on this episode of Startup the Science. Remember when you were a little kid and you were riding your bike, you fell off, you skinned your knee, you know, mom put a Band-Aid on, when it healed, she took it off and you went, ouch, because of the adhesive uh, that was stuck to your skin. Think about when you're older, have a chronic disease, much larger dressing, and the ability to take that off easily is very important. At Polylux, we have a light activated adhesive that really reduces the adhesion strength of the dressing when it comes time to take it off. on our podcast today. Very nice to talk to you again. And you're very welcome to Start Up the Science. So I always start with an introduction, so let's do that. Can you tell me a little bit about yourself and about Polylux? Thank you for giving us this opportunity to be here. I'm Kashik. I'm the founder and CEO of Polylux. I'm, I'm more of a scientist turned entrepreneur, you know, bachelor's in polymer engineering and a PhD in polymer science. Matt, would you like to tell us a few words as well? Sure. Again, thank you very much for inviting us. I think this is fantastic. My name is Matt, I'm Chief Operating Officer at Polylux. Started off my life, well, started off my, uh, you know, the career part of my life as a chemist. And I uh, did that for a number of number of years. And then about 20 years ago, transitioned to the business side. So I went and got an MBA and have been working in advanced materials, high purity materials um, in a variety of different industries. My first foray into the medical device side. You know, so Kashik really has the technology on on, on the piece, uh, and then I'm doing a lot of the a lot of the work around the business side. And can you tell us a little bit about the technology? So we obviously know a little bit about uh, what you do a bit more because uh, we got to to meet you and your company through one of our startup programs, and we were quite impressed with what you do and the application that you found for your technology. But for our listeners, can you describe what Polylux does? Sure. So Polylux's uh, technology platform is called Aura Peel, which is basically to denote uh, peeling aided by light. So the light re- releasable Aura Peel adhesive uh, is, is what we do. And it's important to the market because it sticks strongly, but removes easily by losing almost 50% of its adhesive strength upon the application of light. And uh, in, in the medical field, this can prevent a lot of damage to skin and issues caused due to change, changing of dressings, uh, which is fairly commonly done, and therefore saving uh, a lot of costs on the workforce and also helping not cause issues with the patients. So you mentioned the technology there, and then you also mentioned the application. If we go a little bit uh, more, let's let's talk about each of them. If we go a bit more into the application side, what is the problem that Aura Peel, your product, solves? Yeah, so so it, it might be really shocking to hear, but about 7% of all patients of all age groups in, in all healthcare settings in, in the hospital system have skin tears when they have dressing changes. This is a fairly common thing, which has not been really talked about much, but it's it's slowly coming onto the forefront. And in two, 2013, it was given the name of Marcy, Medical Adhesive-Related Skin Injuries. And it just in the U.S. alone, I think the 2012 numbers of the cost of Marcy was about $850 million dollars. So that, that is the problem that we are trying to solve. And, and more than the, just the money, it's also patient pain and uh, all the medica- extra medications given to the patient and extra nursing time spent fixing the patient after you cause a wound 
when you're actually trying to heal. So this is something that affects people that have an injury, have a wound, and then on top of that wound, which is already causing them pain and difficulties, they might get additional troubles from the adhesive that is being used in, in wound dressings, right? That is right. And this is the problem that, that Aura Peel is solving. Yeah, maybe just another comment on that. So I think, you know, in everything in medical device, you know, there's a fine balance. So Kashik rightly pointed out the ease of removal, right? You want to be able to remove it easily without causing additional injuries. But, and there's always the complication, it has to stick well when it's on the patient and they're healing, right? So if it falls off, it's no good. If it's too hard to take off, it's no good. Um, So those are really sort of a little bit in conflict and our technology allows us to do both of those, right? So we basically can switch between a strong adhesive state and a very weak adhesive state. And that lets us do, you know, very good things for the patients in the hospitals um, based on our, based on our technology. So I'm really curious to know how that works because that was going to be one of my next questions. So you can apply it and easily remove it, but it doesn't fall off. So what I imagine something has to happen for it to be easily removed. A switch has to happen. Can you tell us a bit about how that works as much as you can, you can share about the secrets of your technology? Matt, do you want to take it away? Sure. So he's having me do it because I can share no secrets of the actual technology. I can just tell you how it works, um, which maybe is a good thing, right? Um, so we may, we formulate an adhesive that is fairly strong, um, similar to a lot of things on the marketplace. Um, and then when it's time to remove it, we shine a light on it, particular UV wavelength onto the uh, onto the adhesive, basically the the dressing and then the adhesive underneath it. And that causes a change in the adhesive, which allows it to be much more easily removed. So, you know, we do it on demand. So it it sticks very well until that point. And then it's a fairly short process to change it based on the application of light. So that's how we're able to do it. And then there's lots of magic in the formulation to be able to have that actually work on a molecular level. Okay, so we won't go into the magic because that's the secret part, I imagine. But what I'm curious now to know is how did you come from the technology to this application? Or was it the other way around? Were you aware that this is a problem in healthcare and you thought, oh, maybe this technology could solve it? Or was it really the other way around? You had the technology first and this was a very obvious application for it. So um, there's a funny story here. Uh, <laughs> the, the Danish company called Coloplast, which makes uh, ostomy and wound care devices, a lot of adhesive products on their, on their portfolio, they were looking for a better adhesive that sticks well, but removes easily without causing skin tears. And they had, you know, come to the University of Akron looking for solutions. Uh, this was a conversation amongst the professors, and then my professor brought it to me, and it was just a conversation that we had. Uh, and as far as I understand, nothing really moved ahead with coloplast, but then because this was a thought process in my head, one fine day in the shower, I was like, well, we could put one and one together and make this happen, but we just need to add the light component to it, right? So that's that's essentially how the project came about. But then we did not start the project from the technology stack of side of things. We went and questioned if this is really something that people would pay for. So we spent almost two years and 200 in-person interviews with different people of the medical field, trying to understand if they actually have this problem and in in what specific area do they see the problem the most. 
and also understand if they would pay for it and how much they would pay for it and and like what are the market forces how much are, is the market willing to bear and is it really valuable enough that we should be putting our time to work on the technology after that only then did we really start doing the technology side of things and so i assumed you found out a lot of interesting things from those 200 conversations or more than 200 conversations and you decided to go and develop the technology further and and launch it what were some of the more interesting findings or maybe more unexpected findings from those talks anything you didn't know before having them well well i didn't know that nurses actually you know add pain medication to patients before they try to change dressings and they consider it normal behavior <laughs> uh i didn't know that nurses also think that skin tears occurring due to medical dressings is also considered normal because they have been used to seeing that happen so much so many times that they just consider it normal behavior so so it it did not stand out as a red, red flag to them that they are causing a wound when trying to heal a wound so so it was just very interesting user behaviors and how they view what is going on as compared to how a third person would view it uh and what the final cost to the system would be was something that we really figured out uh using this whole process of customer discovery so i i came into it a little bit late so kashik had done many of the interviews already you know the two pieces that sort of struck me um as you know i wouldn't have thought that way right is often the nurses will work in teams so in the US that's up to four uh four nurses to uh remove a dressing that's that's a lot of a lot of nurse time right so that gives us a lot of value to begin to to pull away from but just that much of a team you know coordinated and also coordinated across you know a large number of different hospitals is, was was a finding that um at least intuitively i i i thought um was was different from what i was what i was thinking and then um you know kashrik i think there's always been this um feeling that you know the patient pain is not high up on the priority list at least in the US you know i think working with the team in berlin i think there was a lot more focus in europe on you know the patient response um but at least in the US there's that's much lower down the list with respect to the economics of the hospital and other pieces versus the you know the pain and comfort of the uh the patient that's changing to some extent particularly in in some of the ways the hospitals are scored but it's still relatively low on the priority so as we think about the value of our product you know pain to the patient at least in the US is 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 a little bit lower down the list than you might think that's that's sad to hear but uh, glad to hear that it is changing so you mentioned that when you talk to nurses they consider it to be normal that there's pain involved in removing a dressing that they have to give pain medication to the patients so that was just the normal state of affairs right it's been going on like that for a long time and that's just how it is right uh we see that in a lot of industries when it comes to applications in material science this just how how we do things and why change it so how do you get that that entire behavior to change by bringing a new product to market and who pays for it ultimately is it the patient that will pay to say i want a more comfortable or less traumatizing experience is it the hospital who who pays for this if it's not high on the priority list for hospitals or not yet anyway so it's higher on the priority list for the hospital because of the time savings for the nurses right so that's that's an incredible piece there there are also some hard cost differences right so it's a It's a premium product but it's um 
you know, priced at a point where it's it's lower than some of the other premium products out there and it works better. So there, there's a hard cost piece. And there's also a time savings piece. And then from just the, um, you know, just the response, you know, you talked about, you know, things are always a certain way and we don't really realize there's a better way to do something. But if you walk in the door and say, here's a better way to do something, lots of light bulbs go on, right? They, they say, oh, I don't have to do it that way anymore. And I want that. Um, because, you know, in the back of their mind, they say, you know, I'm hurting the patient. It's taking a long time. You know, not only am I hurting the patient, I'm going to have to see this patient again in three or four days and do this again. And, you know, and then if it's a more chronic case, they're going to do that over, a, you know, a period of a period of weeks. So there's a, you know, a very human response to it. I think like any other time where you bring a solution to something where somebody didn't realize it was a problem, the response, the sort of almost instantaneous absorption of, you know, here, this is better is, is really fantastic. You see people's lives light up, right? And they're like, give it to me now. Um, you're not leaving until I get get this. Unfortunately, we're not quite at that point yet, but that's that's the two drivers that are really there. That's where you want to get. And yeah, definitely. I think that's uh, what you, you want to hear. And that's what a lot of innovators, a lot of founders with really new ideas, this this is the, the response they get, right? Maybe the need is there, but people are not aware that they have this need until you put the product in front of them and say it could be done in a better way. So one of the other things that is exciting to us when we talk to startups in, in materials, new materials, better materials, is that there usually is more than just one application for their technology. You're focusing on this very particular and very important one at the moment. Are there other ways in which your technology could be used in medical care or outside of it? One of the reasons why we focus on medical is because clearly there's a market pull and we've done the studies. We know how strongly the market really wants this. So for that reason, inside our company, that is our primary focus. But when we think about other material types, because we have other kinds of adhesives, like, uh, we have two different classes of adhesives, which can then be modified to be different things. We look at a, a at approach where we partner up with other companies, which have better relationships with the right customers and understands their problems better, where we do not have the manpower to go running after each different kind of market segment, understanding what is happening there and why they would buy our product. And that's that's how we think about solving that issue of, you know, forking out our technology and using it at, in different places in the industry. Yeah, I think I think that's right. So Kashik mentioned two platforms, both of which are light responsive, right? So one is faster than the other. Um, the really fast one can be used for industrial applications where you might want two things to stick together, maybe during an electronics manufacturing process or um, something like that. And then you want them to come apart or be more easily removed, uh, taken apart later in the uh, later in the process. So we are working on those with some folks who maybe have better traction in those markets. And then the other piece, and I think Kashik might be able to talk on this a little bit more, you know, even within the medical field, you know, it, it's highly specialized. And, you know, you talk to folks in, in a hospital setting, and all of a sudden, this application and that application and this application come up that are different and um, require sort of maybe a different product development cycle for very specialized things in inside a hospital inside a hospital setting. So we're going after a medical device. We're going after a, you know a negative pressure uh, wound therapy uh, market space. 
but that gives us many other places, even in a hospital, to develop new products. And it's great if there are new products to be developed in the same field, because maybe some of the partnerships you've already established come in handy. Asking because we had actually on this podcast as well, we had another uh, startup called Radisurf from Denmark that are working on a replacement of glue. And uh, one of their catchphrases was that glue is always the problem. And it made me think that maybe you noticed that as well, that having glues or adhesives that work to stick things together, but then make it very hard to unstick those things uh, might be an issue. And so that's why I was asking. So what does the future look like for Polylux? In an ideal world, where would you like to take the company in the next, uh, let's say, three to five years? Well, given that it's a medical technology and there's a bigger barrier to entry from a regulatory perspective, it's going to take us a little bit of time to get to market. So we, we think we will get to market in three years on the medical side. But, you know, we have other four, uh, irons in the fire. Uh, we have other partners who we are co-developing products with, uh, which are non-medical. And we hope those start getting to market quicker, hopefully. And once we get into the medical field, as, as Matt said, we've clearly heard from like VP clinical CEOs of hospitals that they they essentially said, if this is working and this is good for the patient, and it's at a price point which we are already spending today, then we want this on every other product. So when when we hear things like that, we see a lot of opportunity to expand, but we need to land first before we expand. Yeah, there's a little walk before run, right? So I, th- I think, Kashik, you're right. So if, you know, if we execute in the next three years and get this to market and begin to grow that, I think that's fantastic. And then the next, the last two of your five-year horizon there, um, you know, we would see ourselves expanding the product set and expanding the um, sort of the market presence, the data behind it, the um, acceptance within the hospital areas. All of that's very important. And we see that growing, uh, growing with time. So, you know, great confidence in the technology. It just takes time to bring something into the medical device field. Definitely. I mean, you have... Uh, the medical device field on the one hand that requires obviously clinical trials as well and quite a long process. And then um, it's also the fact that you are working in the material field that we know that this always takes a little longer to develop than than other products. So three to five years doesn't seem uh, like that long of a time for a startup in, in this field to me. at least. Um, I would also like to ask you a little bit about your team. So obviously there's the two of you. Is there anybody else that uh, that is working with you? And how did uh, different people come on board of, of this project? How did the team, how was the team formed? So early on, it was uh, me and my professor. Uh, we, we are like co-founders of the company. And then we had a business development person at that time who is still a part of the company, but is not on active uh, role. The way we look at it is at different stages of the company, you essentially need a different set of people to execute because not everyone has the experience to do every single thing that the company needs at every stage. A year and a half back, we brought Matt in. Matt comes from a lot of experience with material science startups, getting the right people in at the right time and then growing with them and understanding where you're moving and you know who else could you align with is the key to building a team. You're no pressure. I, I, I appreciate that. No, um, I think Kashik's right there. You know, the, te- the team um, had some different members over the first few years. I've been there the last year and a half. Um, we brought in a couple of folks or leveraged a little bit more, a couple of folks on 
you know, as, as we put together sort of the building blocks of the organization, which is which is great. Um, you know, there's more reach out to the strategics um, at this point to understand how we're going to move forward. So that takes uh, takes some of my bandwidth. And then, you know, we do have folks working in the lab to advance the technology. That's very important for us um, as well. So, you know, a small team. And I think the charter that Kashrik and I have is to grow that team, let's say, not tremendously, but by a few folks that lets us move much faster and be a little more nimble with some of the pieces we need to do. And what does Polylux need the most at the moment? If you were to make, uh, let's say, three wishes, what would the be? Would it be investment, partners, more people on the team, all of those things? I think you did a wonderful job answering the question. <laughs> well, are, are we talking about wishes that we can just have without, you know, putting in the time, then it will be a FDA letter of clearance, right? <laughs> so uh, it's a bunch of a lot of things, but we feel there's, as, as Matt said, you know, there's a couple of people more to add to the team to move on the medical side. There's hopefully in, in the near future, we are, you know, working on getting a private round raised. That's those would be the two two main things. Yeah, and I think I think the partnership side is also important. You know, we have we have the technology, we have a lot of experience, but obviously there's a lot more experience to leverage in the world. So um, finding the right partners that help us do that, either on the medical device side, that's still very very important, or in alternate markets where we'll we'll probably provide you know have the technology base, but maybe not the um, ability to commercialize at least not today, right? So we're looking at all those avenues. So I think I think you did a wonderful job answering the question. Thank you. <laughs> well, maybe if you're hiring, you know, I can I can join the team at at some point. <laughs> uh, it's it, we'll we'll get it done in a flash, no problem. Sounds good. I always try to make sure I have other options, you know, in case the podcast doesn't work out or anything happens. <laughs> Great, thank you for for answering that. And, uh, disregard my my silly comments. So um, as we're coming close to to the end of our chat today, are there any wishes that you have from people listening? Um, to this podcast. We know we have kind of a, a mix of different kinds of people listening from investors to uh, people from large companies to other startup founders. Is there one ask that you want to put out there and see if anyone gets back to us? Well, you know, as, as we stated, we are growing uh, and in the right direction. We are, we are trying to find the right people to add to the team. So we're always looking for people who would help us move faster. If we got anybody interested in the idea of creating painless medical dressings, then please reach out to us. And if you think there's any synergy, we would be interested. Be it medical, non-medical, uh, any form of partnerships would be welcome. Uh, and uh, from an investor standpoint, we would be raising soon. So if there is interest, then please reach out and we will make sure that we keep you in touch and uh, let, it, let everyone know what is going on. So I think... You know, I th often even on the investment side, these are very personal decisions, right? Um, and there's a little bit of investment into the technology that always helps, right? So certainly if there's somebody listening who says, you know, gee, you know, I, I wish I had that when I was in the hospital or my parents or my children or whomever, right? Someone in your circle um, and it really hits a, um, hits a nerve with you. I think we'd love to talk. I think those are, those are the relationships where someone really, you know, sort of personalizes the value. And those are great relationships to have. We've we've started some of those, but I think that would be a fantastic place to take this uh, take this discussion. Thank you. Well, I hope someone does hear us. And since you mentioned so many people have been confronted directly or indirectly with uh, 
this problem in the past and maybe are confronted with it now, I'm sure uh, we've raised some interest. So thank you both very much for being with us today. We'll definitely continue helping you from the Enam side as much as we can. And uh, we'll, we'll talk soon. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to Start Up The Science. If you'd like to learn more about our podcast, head to www.enum.berlin slash startupthescience. You can also follow us on YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. If you'd like to leave us a message or ask us or our guests any questions, send us a DM or leave us a message on our website. We would love to hear from you. Stay tuned for our next episode. Come and see.